ladies, there can't be a better song than Save by Grace. What a great joy. Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd bless now in the preaching of your word. I hunger for your power and your presence. I want to preach at your will, uh, your word tonight. And I pray that you would help each of us to listen as we should. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Did you ever get so angry at someone, someone that had hurt others, someone that had deceived and caused division, and they made you so angry you just wanted to expose them to the whole world for who they were? Well, that's what I'm going to do tonight. And I want to expose the devil tonight. And uh, the devil is our enemy, and... Um, too many Christians get too close to his work and to his behavior. And I, I want to preach tonight on, on just who the devil is. I um, think one of the first things I read this morning on a list of news articles was a uh, young police officer killed uh, last night in London, Kentucky, 25, 26 years old. And uh, he went on duty at 6 o'clock. And uh, he was sitting in his police car when a drunk driver hit him in the side of the car, killed him in his car, just sitting there, just sitting there. That's the work of the devil. Politicians are deceived when they think alcohol brings more revenue to a state. The Bible just says this plainly, whoever's deceived thereby is not wise. Talk to me how wise you are when you're deceived by alcohol. I, I hate the destructive, deceptive work of Satan. He's after every boy and every girl in this room tonight. He is after every teenager and every man and woman and every senior citizen. The devil is after us tonight. The Bible says in 1 Peter 5, 8, Be sober, talking about being sober-minded, but then the word vigilant, that's a strong word. That means suspecting. That means suspecting. Be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Take your Bibles and go to 2 Corinthians chapter 2. I won't go into all of the context, but Paul wrote the church at Corinth, the first letter, because they were a church out of order. He wrote them the second letter. Some things had been improved upon. <clears throat> Some things had been made better. But he talked to them about the subject of forgiveness when you come to chapter 2. And he says in verse number 10, To whom ye forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgive anything, to whom I forgave it, for your sakes forgave I it in the person of of Christ. Verse number 11, lest Satan should get an advantage of us. He's strong enough without getting a head start. The devil is strong enough without getting an advantage of us. We don't want to give the devil advantages by going around with anger and hatred and bitterness in our heart for others. Now, if you study this context, you'll find that he's talking about forgiving somebody that is pretty low down in the church at Corinth. And what he had done was harmful and sinful and it was divisive, but he made things right 
and made things right with God. And Paul was writing to them about this matter of forgiveness. And he said, one, one of the reasons I would encourage you not to live with a grudge in your heart and anger and bitterness to others, he said, when you do that, you give the devil an advantage. You don't want to give the devil an advantage. There are four things I want to give you tonight. First of all, we find out where the devil comes from. If you'll take your Bible and go to Ezekiel chapter 28. Ezekiel chapter 28, and we find beginning in verse number 12, uh, there is a description of the devil, and uh, we learn about him. Notice verse number 12. uh, The Bible says, Son of man, take up a uh, lamentation upon the king of Tyrus, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God, Thou sealest up the sum full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering. Uh, the sardis, topaz, and the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, and the jasper, and the sapphire, the emerald, the carbuncle, and gold. The workmanship, thy tabrets, and thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day that thou wast created. God's talking to the devil here. Thou art the anointed cherub that covered, and I have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of the fire. Notice what he says in verse 15. Thou wast perfect in thy ways from the day that thou wast created till iniquity was found in thee. By the multitude of thy merchandise they have filled the midst of thee with violence and thou hast sinned. Therefore I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God and I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. I will cast thee to the ground. I will lay thee before kings that they may behold thee. Notice verse number 18. Thou hast defiled, thou hast defiled thy sanctuaries by the multitude of thy iniquities. By the iniquity of thy traffic, therefore will I bring forth a fire from the midst of thee. It shall devour thee, and I will bring thee to the ashes upon the earth in the sight of all them that behold thee. And they that know thee among the people shall be astonished at thee. Thou shalt be a terror, and never shalt thou be any more. We learn several things about Satan. We find that he was an anointed cherub in heaven. He was full of wisdom. He was perfect in beauty. He was perfect in all his ways from the day was created. But iniquity was found in him. And the Bible describes that as his heart being lifted up because of his beauty. Rather than recognizing his creator, he recognized his own beauty. He recognized his greatness. Now, dear friend, you have much to rejoice in. God has blessed you. God's blessed your life. He's blessed your family. You have beautiful children. You have a beautiful marriage. But I want to tell you something. No matter how good, no matter 
matter how great, no matter how beautiful it is, God deserves the glory. He's the one that made it and gave it. And the devil, the Bible tells us, he was cast from heaven because of his pride. He was cast to the ground. And Matthew chapter 25 and verse number 41, the Bible says that hell was prepared, was prepared for the devil and his angels. Take your Bibles and go to the book of Isaiah. Some of you think the devil is a Halloween costume, and it isn't. The devil is real. Uh, young men, listen to me. Young ladies, listen to me. The devil wants to destroy your life. He's a liar. He's a deceiver in every way. You don't want the devil uh, to be your counselor. You don't want the devil to be your guide uh, because he will be as kind and as good as you need him to be to trust in him, but his desire is to devour you as a lion seeking its prey. Notice, if you will, in the book of Isaiah, uh, chapter 14. I already said that. You're there waiting on me. Isaiah chapter 14. Uh, notice, if you will, in verse number 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? Now, if you have an NIV Bible, you're very confused reading this passage of Scripture. Uh, I had a Greek class uh, by a man that doubted the King James Bible. He read from another passage of Scripture, and he said, we don't know exactly who he's talking about here, uh, but it's pretty plain who he's talking about if you're reading a King James Bible. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations? Uh, friend, if he's powerful enough to weaken a nation, I ought to be afraid of him as an individual. Verse number 13, for thou hast said in thine heart. I want you to notice this now. Five times he says, I will, in verses 13 and 14. If doing what he wanted to do made a, makes a devil out of Lucifer, I wonder if doing what we want to do makes out of us. Look at verse 13. I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. In verse number 15, the Bible says, Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. I want to tell you something tonight, dear folks. There is a real devil. Uh, we, don't need to pay, uh, we don't need to be playing a, a patty cake and footsies with the devil. Uh, he's not a Halloween costume. He's not a, a red fellow with a, a, a suit with a, red, a fellow with a red suit and uh, horns and a pitchfork. He is a devil that wants to destroy your marriage. He wants to destroy uh, your life. He wants to destroy and take away the joy and the happiness that God wants us to have. Now, there's a lot of things to say about the devil. I just want to expose to you what the devil says about him. First of all, he's a mighty enemy of God's people. He is our enemy. He is our enemy. He's not our friend in any way. The Bible says in Ephesians 6, verse number 12, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. That's not our enemy. But against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. He is an enemy of God. He is an enemy of the child of God. The devil is our enemy. Let's go a step further. The devil has a host 
of unseen assistance. There are a host of demons that serve and work for the devil. The Bible says in Luke 11 and verse number 15, he is called Beelzebub, the chief of the devils. Luke chapter 8 and verse number 30, he's referred to as legion. He has many cohorts to constitute a powerful host against the work and workings of God. Not only is there Satan, and he's the prince and the power of the air, the principalities. And, and, and folks, you understand, and, and, and one illustration I'll give you, isn't it interesting how you can take a wireless cell phone and you can call somebody on the other side of the world and that cell phone has the ability through the air. I don't understand how all of that works, but it does. I was in the Philippines on the other side of the world and I, I talked to folks. It was different time, 12 hours different, 12 hours ahead in the Philippines. Right now it's uh, 640 uh, in uh, the morning, uh, 640 Monday morning. And I could talk to folks here. Uh, folks, listen, there is a power in the air. And Satan is the power of principalities, of powers. He's a ruler of the darkness in this old wicked world. Uh, you be careful about what you turn on that television. You be careful about what you turn on that radio. The devil's doing his best to get into your mind and get into your heart and get into your life. He's rotten and he's working to destroy our lives. We ought to be mad about the working of Satan trying to get our children. We ought to be mad about the fact that the devil is trying to get to our young people through the internet and the cell phones and all that he's doing with the computers. Satan has many unseen assistants. The devil, the Lord Jesus said, he's a liar. He's a liar. He's a father of lies. He's a father of liars. He's a liar. He is a, he is a deceiver. What he says is not true, though he is convincing to make you think he's telling the truth. Do we not understand tonight? Do we not understand? That's why James said uh, to be a friend of the world is to be an enemy of God. God is the one that saved me by his grace. God is the one that gave his son to die on the cross of Calvary. I don't want to be a friend of the devil or a friend of the world. Anything that is against the God that loves me as he does. The Bible says he's the prince and God of this world. John chapter 14 and verse number 30 says he's the prince of the world. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse number 4 says he's the God of this world. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 2, the Bible says he's the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Think about that. The devil is the spirit that now worketh in the children of of disobedience. What is disobedience? Is disobedient to what God said we're supposed to do or what God said we're not supposed to do? We see that spirit working. You, you, you see it working. How sad it is. How sad uh, for folks uh, to allow the spirit of Satan to cause them to destroy something just because they want to. To burn something just because they want to. To break something or to steal something. Hey folks, that's the work of the devil. That's the devil doing that. And oh, how uh, we don't want to be friends uh, not only with the devil, we don't want to be friends of the world that he is of the power of and that he is the prince of. That means when we disobey God, we do it at the insistence and temptation of the devil. 
The devil is a hinderer. Look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. A lot of things we mark up to coincidence is the work of the devil. You think the devil's not trying to keep you from doing right? You think the devil's not trying to keep you from having a happy marriage? You think the devil's not trying to keep you from enjoying uh, the Christian life? You think the devil wouldn't try to hinder the choir from singing and hinder you in your Sunday school class or hinder you in your, uh, your bus ministry or whatever ministry you're involved in? Look at this, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and uh, verse number 18. Wherefore, we would have come unto you, even I, Paul, once and again. But Satan hindered us. Now, Paul would rank up there pretty good as a Christian, wouldn't he? I mean, Paul would be a pretty good Christian if we were rating, ranking Christians. Paul would be up there. And Paul said, I had intention to come and see you. I had intention to fellowship with you. Satan fought against us. Satan hindered us. Paul recognized spiritual warfare in his life. By the way, some of you are mad at your husband. Your husband's not who to be mad at. The devil's who you're supposed to be mad at. Uh, some of you, you're mad at your wife or you're mad at a friend or you're mad at somebody in church. Hey, folks, it's the devil that works to deceive. It's the devil that works to hinder. It's the devil that makes you think your feelings are hurt. It's the devil that makes you think that somebody doesn't like you. He works to hinder everything that we do. He hinders us in the work of giving a gospel tract. He hinders us in the work of witnessing. He hinders us. He said, Paul said, we would have come to you once and again, but Satan hindered us. It's interesting, the Bible says that the devil is a deceiver. And the Bible says more than once, but in Revelation chapter 12, verse number 9 says, he deceiveth the whole world. You be careful following what everybody's doing. Sometimes you get to thinking, wow, well, there's not many people going to church these days, and especially on Sunday night and Wednesday night. And Boy, there's not a, folks, a lot of folks doing that. Maybe, maybe I've been doing wrong. Absolutely not. You're not doing wrong by obeying this whole book right here. This world is deceived by the devil. The Bible tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 3 as Paul wrote to Timothy and described for him at the last days he said it will be a day of deception of deceiving and being deceived. I've never seen a nation that enjoys being deceived as ours. I mean they'll just tell you two opposite things expect you to believe both of them. The devil's a corrupter. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 11. The devil corrupts things. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Notice verse number 3. Corrupt means to rot. I want you to look at this. This is interesting. Paul says to the church at Corinth again. 2 Corinthians 11, 3. But I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety so your mind should be corrupted from, notice the wording, the simplicity that is in Christ. For example, salvation is simple. Salvation is easy. Jesus set a child in the midst and said, except you humble yourself as a child, you'll not see the kingdom of heaven. It doesn't take an adult faith to be saved. It takes a childlike faith to be saved. 
But you know what the, what the devil does? He takes something that's simple and he rots it and he ruins it and he corrupts it. He takes something simple and somebody, and I, I don't understand it, somebody will write a book with flowery words and folks will actually doubt the Bible and believe a temporal author and, and, and doubt what the eternal author has to say about that subject. Salvation is simple. For by grace are you saved through faith. Anybody, whosoever can trust Christ as Savior, if they're willing to receive Christ, they can be born again. That's what the Bible says. And somebody comes along and says, what about limited atonement? That's not in the book. It doesn't matter what they say about this or that. What matters is what God says. And Paul said, I'm concerned. Uh, children, I'm, I'm concerned that you get away from church and you start doubting your salvation. Don't you doubt the word of God. Don't believe it because I said it. Believe it because the Bible said it. I fear, I fear that you allow Satan to take that which is simple and complicated and corrupted and make it complex. Life is not that difficult. We just need to follow the simple uh, 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 instruction of the word of God in living our lives as individuals, as married couples, as parents and grandparents and stay in the simple instruction of the word of God. We need not complicate the living of the life that Christ has given us in him. Amen. The devil's extremely wicked. 1 John chapter 3. Verse number 8, he that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. Mark chapter 4, verse number 15, the Bible tells us that the devil fights the word of God. Here's what it says. Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. You know what the devil wants you to do? He don't care if you listen just so you forget everything the Bible says when we get out of here. He's like that old crow that goes out in the springtime when the corn and the beans have been put in the ground. The old crow goes out there digging around to take the seed so it can't come forth. Tonight I want to be like my grandmother was. My grandmother had a 12-gauge shotgun. I don't know if she could have hit the barn with it. But, buddy, I'm going to tell you something. When she saw them crows out there getting the corn out of the, out of the field, here she would go. I think she's about five foot tall, something like that. And she'd take that shotgun. It was about four and a half feet long. And she'd, you old crows, get out of here. Get out of here. And she'd shoot that gun. Hey, that's what mom and dad ought to be doing to the devil. Yeah. Sit and watch television. Use God's name in vain. Listen to some filthy radio broadcast that uses God's name in vain. Some Christians have listened to that filth so long it doesn't even bother you to hear God's name used in vain. That's the work of the devil to corrupt our minds and to corrupt our thinking and to corrupt our vocabulary and what we do in limitation our children are going to do in excess. We need to fight to keep our minds clean and pure. I saw my grandmother one time take fishing line like a 20 pound test fishing line she put a needle on it and she and she threaded some corn kernels of corn and she 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 made big strings like this she threw them out in the garden she said let the crow eat that she'd watch that old crow he'd pick it up he'd, he'd strangle to death 
That's good enough for him. <laughs> then she'd take the old crow's hide and tack it up to the post, and she said, let that be a lesson to the rest of you crows. What'll happen? You come around here trying to get my bean and corn. Now, that's what I'm preaching tonight. There ought to be some moms and dads so mad about the devil tonight. They tell the devil, you want to destroy a home, go somewhere down the road. I'm standing guard at this house. I'm standing guard in this class. I'm standing guard in this church. I don't want the devil to get my children. The devil fights the word of God, and he doesn't want us to read the word of God. You know it's true. It's easy to pick up a magazine. It's easy to pick up a wish book, Cabela's, and Bass Pro. And I'm not preaching against them. I am preaching against you reading that. You don't read the Bible. You start reading the Bible, and all of a sudden, you get a headache, stomach ache. You can't see. You can't hear. And you read two verses and you're satisfied. That's an old flesh of yours and the devil is working to keep us because that old book right there is life and that old book right there is power. The devil fights the word of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, the Bible says, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should sign, should sign shine unto them. Satan is a tempter. 1 Thessalonians 3, 5. When we are tempted to sin, we must remember it is Satan working to tempt us. I hate this is true, but it is. Satan accuses us when we sin before God. Revelation chapter 12, verse number 10, he's accuser of the brethren. When a believer sins, it is though as Satan appears before the court of heaven and accuses the believer. I understand that Christ is our advocate. He's our lawyer. He stands on our behalf and he gives testimony of our salvation. I understand that. But I don't want the devil to use me to hurt the heart of God. I'm glad to tell you tonight the destiny of the devil is hell. Genesis chapter 3, verse number 15, he said, You've hurt man. You've caused man to fall. And it is described as his heel being bruised. But I'm going to tell you something. Uh, your bruise will not be to the heel. It will be to the head. It will be fatal. It will be eternal. In John chapter 12, verse number uh, 31, 2 and 3, that death blow was struck on Calvary when Christ cried, It is finished. Revelation chapter 20 and verse number 12, the Bible says that Satan will be cast into the lake of fire and brimstone. He'll be tormented day and night forever until then. We've got to fight the fight to keep our lives clean. Let me give you three statements and I'm finished. How do I have victory over the devil? Jesus had victory over the devil using the word. Now think about that. Matthew chapter 4, Luke chapter 4, story is very similar, first 11 verses. When Satan came to tempt Jesus, Jesus could have done anything. But he did something that I can copy. He quoted the word and he defeated Satan with the word of God. I don't need to live life responding to the devil trying to find an answer. I need to live life reading the answer every day so when Satan comes I can answer him 
with the authority of the word of God. The Bible says that the devil, after those three uh, attempts uh, to tempt Christ, after those three attempts, three times, he came after Jesus himself. After those three times, the Bible said he left him alone. Listen to me, we, we, we combat the devil with the word of God. Second of all, we combat the devil with the spiritual armor provided. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 11 through 17. From head to toe, we put on the spiritual armor. If you don't put it on before you go to bed at night, you put it on before you go to battle in the morning. And then when you, uh, when you end the day, you can thank God for victory in your life. Last of all, we win not only with the word of God. We overcome the devil not only with the armor. We overcome the devil with prayer. Matthew chapter 26 and verse number 41 is Jesus told his disciples to watch and pray. The devil is destroying our nation tonight. And we know it. We know that there's corruption. We know that there is deception. We know it's true. We see the devil work every day. If we're not careful, we just say, oh, that's the way it is. And then he'll show up in your yard. He'll show up in your life and devour it. Friend, I don't want us to be devoured by Satan. I want us to overcome and live in victory. And God tells us how to do it. Let's live in victory this week. Stand with me, if you will. Heavenly Father, I pray that.